Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. <laughs> That's right, John. This week, we are talking about the Han Solo trailer. Han Solo! I guess just Solo trailer. Just Solo. Which not- I still am not, like, I'm not, I'm still not, like, completely sold on the name. It's like, what do, you got Rogue One, and now we've got Solo. It's like, oh, so? I don't know. I just, I, Solo? I, I don't know. I just, I'm not sold on the name yet, Chris. Got a lot of thoughts surrounding Solo, so we'll talk about that later. That's right. A lot of thoughts. That's true. I've got a lot of thoughts. You've got a lot of thoughts. We've all got thoughts, Chris. We've all got thoughts. So, John, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> this is off to a weird start already. This is, uh, I didn't mean to make it weird. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I'm kind of tired. Uh, we stayed, here, let's talk about that. We stayed up real late last night. That's right. Um, we've been up to that lately. Not necessarily just staying up late, but... I was about to say, uh, you make it sound like we were just like, we're going to have gonna a stay goal. Up as late as we can. <laughs> Not going to sleep. Not going to sleep until 3 a.m. Um, Stare at the wall. Gosh. Uh, I mean, technically, we're staring at our TV screens. Right. So, you know. Playing Fortnite. Let's Fort just jump into it. Yep. Night. Um, and uh, we won last night. Got Dude, number one. We won we're at like 2.30 in the morning. I know. Yeah, that was insane. <laughs> it was super bad. We both had to wake up today. <laughs> yes. And I regretted it in the morning. Me but it's too. like Jerry Seinfeld says, when you're night guy, night guy doesn't care about morning guy. <laughs> that's morning guy's problem. That's right. That's, that's right. That's and literally what I was guy thinking last night. can't do anything about it. Well, so we won this game, but we didn't just win like uh, the normal way, Chris. Yeah. It wasn't just that we, you and I like went in there in, in like a, a duos match where you're playing a team of two against other oh, teams no, no. of two. No, no, no. We decided to go in because you had a challenge uh-huh. to place like sixth or better uh-huh. in squads, squads yeah. which is teams of three or four typically. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and so we've been we, playing with four people. We had been. played with three people. But Chris, it being that late at night, we had some people drop off. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Well, and the along thing, the way, smartly. And the thing is, normally I play worse the later it gets. That's true. But we ended up pulling that one out, man. <sighs> well, like, I sniped the, a guy. You sniped someone, Chris. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had the, the clutch, like, Kill at the end with a yeah. uh, where point well, blank we'll, with a assault rifle. So, so. Uh, we'll describe it. So we uh, we dropped into um, the uh, the lonely lodge, which is like Spend a treehouse lodge area. A lot of time there. This is in Fortnite, so it's the battle royale. Yeah, I don't know how many people have context for that. I feel like it had they just hit three point four million concurrent players. So I think the majority of people are aware of battle royale as yes. a mode and everything, but I'm not sure how many people are like they know can differentiate between like Fortnite or uh, like PUBG or something. I feel like they can. I mean, we're gonna just assume they can. Okay, we're just gonna assume everyone is. So we dropped into uh, Lonely Lodge, and then we stuck around there for a while and saw some people decide not to engage. We stocked up on our on our uh, gear. Um, then we decided to go north. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going through all this. We decided to go north a little bit. We ended up finding like this, uh, uh, loot box, care package, whatever they're called. And, uh, grabbed that, had an epic sniper in it, grabbed that. Um, then as the circle got smaller and smaller, ended up being us in this tower we had built mm-hmm. across mm-hmm. from another tower mm-hmm. on another hill. Mm-hmm. Okay. And w- I was confused as to what was happening, honestly, because 
were there five people left at that point? Uh, there were more than that. Like I or think six at or that seven? point there were about because eight, they were they were or maybe fighting nine. someone over there. I think there were three groups. There was us, and then like maybe two or three other groups. And what's funny? So it, what, somehow it ended up where there was one guy on the ground healing, and one guy up in the the um, tower. Their tower. Their tower. Just like chilling. I thought that they they were still not on the same team, but apparently they were because whenever I sniped the guy down on the bottom, it wasn't an insta kill. He just went down, mm, and so mm. I had to snipe him again. Ooh! Then I got sniped in the head. That's right. And uh, I you you uh, resed me, and I, I got healed. Right, and I kept dropping because we we had stocked up because we had like run this entire match, grabbed yeah. the care package and all this stuff. Like tons I had, of. I had grabbed a, uh, a med potion. kit. Yeah. And I dropped that for you. Got some potions. We yep. dropped those. So then, then, so I, uh, I peeked my head up again, yep. like an idiot, and got <laughs> sniped again. <laughs> and at this point, I'm just like a real low. I'm like at like thirty percent health or whatever. I revived you, and you were using bandages because like we didn't have any more med kits, so you can't get to full health, and so you got to do like bandages and and get your health up like fifteen percent at a time. Yeah, and so you revive and you have like twenty percent, and so you were like going up. Uh, I think I had there. a uh, I think I had a med kit at that point again. I oh, think still? you had two med kits. I don't remember. Listen, the thing I haven't looked at my clips since last night, so I don't know. <laughs> anyway, and while I'm trying to heal, yeah, um, because the circle closed in on our hill, mm-hmm. I see just this uh, ramp. Pop up on the the side of our um, tower, mm-hmm. and then um, and he was coming up like he just made a mad rush across the ravine. Yes, us and one other person. Yeah, and so then I'm like, John, he's coming in, and you like immediately as soon as he drops in, he like shotguns tries to go after me. He shotgun. Sh- so I think the plan to shoot at me, and then he sh- shoots at you and almost kills you. I think the plan was this. So I had full on shield. I had full on shield. We and had health. swapped places is the problem, right? And I had like I I kind of moved from where I was up to like where I had I was up at the ladder, like at the yeah. top of our of yeah. our tower. Um, and so I think what his plan was. Let me just build a ladder up here. I have a shotgun. If I can get a shotgun on one person, shotgun that person in the head, shot person this person in the head, I'll take them both out. Yeah. Right. So and yeah. so what it happens is he gets you, but doesn't get a, a like a good Didn't shot really on you. Really hit me. That Probably much. shot you and maybe maybe the, the arm. arm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but then shoots me in like the face, and uh, <laughs> and I'm just unloading and like holding my trigger on him the entire time, and it inevitably like get him before he gets me. I had four health left, four percent. So yep. it took me down from two hundred percent down to four percent. Well, and the crazy thing was like both of us were trying. I. Like he jumped up there and like I saw him while I was healing. So then I tried to switch and I switched to like my um, shield potion. And then I and then I like I, I was like that's not right. But then I hit B and I like I'll go into build mode or yep. whatever. So I like I was no help. <laughs> and you had just dropped something for me, and so yep. like you weren't even on the like shotgun or whatever you had been prepared to. Yeah, shoot. yeah, I wasn't prepared for like a close range battle at all. Um, I was ready for uh for a longer range thing, and so I just swapped a weapon, stepped a, like sidestepped, and then there he was. So it's pretty amazing. It was pretty fun. I uh, so we, we're getting progressively better at Fortnite. We are. Which I is, which is heartening. It is heartening because like I was, I was worried for a while. Um, I feel like I went away for like a weekend at one point okay. and I came back and everybody was great at Fortnite, <laughs> like everybody that I play with. And I was like, definitely the, the like person on the team where it's like, oh man, we're all down except for John and there's no way this is happening. You know, I, mean, I, don't, know, it's like, I don't know if it was that extreme, maybe not that extreme, but like, it's how I, I was like, oh man, I got to get good at this. Yeah. You know, I got to get, got to get better. I got to. And so I dove in like multiple nights. I was like, okay, well let me get better at the gunplay with this. And so now I'm at the point. 
I feel like where I'm I'm pretty good. I'm pretty mm. good on like long range. I'm pretty good on short range. I know what weapons I'm good with. I yeah. know what weapons I'm terrible with. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm I'm way better now. Well, and we're getting better at building. Also, like uh, somewhat. I'm terrible at it still. I don't know what I'm doing. This was the first successful tower build that I feel like I've ever had. Well, and and, and we kind of collaborated on it a little bit, but you were obviously like you were better at it. Well, we definitely like you. You had like this this area marked off, and like I just yeah. was like, oh, well, I've got I've got brick rather than yeah, wood, yeah. so let me throw down my brick first. Yeah, and so we just kind of like went from there. Yeah. Um. And uh, and I had done what I'd observed other people doing in like the end game before, mm-hmm. and it's like so you kind of create this this multiple walled honeycomb almost as you crawl up and up and up and up and up. Yeah. And uh, and it worked. It was great. Like we. Uh, I, th- I think that's the first time that we've staked out an area on the map, and then it's actually like been the final area. Yeah, like we didn't have to move. Yeah, it was good. I feel like that's what what actually won it for us, kind yeah. of. Like, in which a way. is kind of random, you know. Like if we were coming after the other guy, I mean, who knows? You never know. With At these the things. same time, though, I don't feel like I've ever gotten that lucky. before. Here's my question: So, like, after jump- that many hours and not getting lucky like that yeah. before, like, I feel like it was like. You have to get lucky at some point. There was a jump pad somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know why he didn't just didn't jump pad into our tower. I think somebody had built it into their tower, and then they had taken out that tower, and so oh, it would have so demolished the uh, jump pad okay. as well. I yeah, see. yeah. See, like that's the thing. I was so confused as to like what was happening over there because I like we were kind of in the area already. No one else was over there. That's correct. And then like as the circle closed in, a bunch of people ran in and converged on the same area, and I think they like saw each other and were like fighting. Yep. Um, each other and so they, like they were pretty like not preoccupied with us I mean, until I sniped that dude yeah and it's it's strange too he was because, a black knight by the way did I tell you that yeah that's crazy the that's other person amazing. had a had like a, a $20 outfit on as well that was like a Halloween skin <laughs> I was like skeleton. I was like man somebody's just dropping the cash on this <laughs> game like you know um, but, but uh, yeah I love Fortnite man like the thing that I, I like I'm having so much fun with is um, it's battle royale modes like it's the hot new thing so everybody's having fun with it obviously it's kind of like, you know, whenever things like horde mode or something like that were introduced. But um, I like what Epic Games does with it. Like, it's so it's so fun and weird, and they try these new things. You know, they, like, introduce things that, like the minigun, that's like, that just literally just changed the gameplay, you know, in terms yeah. of, like, what you do um, with towers. And, like, yeah. and they're not afraid to do things like that. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that's because it's a technically uh, in beta um it's not a, a full release you know but i mean most full releases don't you know don't see this many concurrent players all for at sure once, you know well, I mean, and, that's, and that's the thing like um i don't know because i was thinking last night i'm like man they're like they're about to introduce the crossbow they just reintroduced they just introduced the minigun yeah um they are i think there's isn't there something else they're doing written in I don't know. I know they just put in like the new, like there was a few new items. Like at one point, they cozy put in campfire. The there's yeah. the um, uh, chug jug. That's right. That, like restores all your health and shields. Yep. You know, like just things that like you know you would think in any other game. You're like, well, this is going to break the game or whatever, but it doesn't mm-hmm. break the game. Well, I also think like the reaction. I think they react a little bit with those items to some of what's going on. Like mm-hmm. uh, in in the past few weeks or so, people have gotten so proficient at building towers yeah. that if you didn't know how to build towers, there was no way you were going to get to the end game. Right. And so we experienced that a few times. But then the minigun chews through because you can you just 
continuously destroy yeah. things. Like it chews through walls like they're nothing. Yep. And so it, it basically counteracts the crazy tower builders. Yeah. Um, and so we experienced that uh, last night as well. Whenever we were uh, as a group, oh, there was yeah. someone who was really good at <laughs> building and like they snuck up on us and then they started building this thing and I had a minigun. So I just started chewing it down yeah. and they got super confused and you guys were able to kind of flank to the side and take them out. So yeah, that was it, crazy. It's uh, it, I feel like they equalize things and balance things out with items rather than necessarily um, like changing the values of how much damage yeah. items do or whatever. Which I was reading something. Was there like some like different mode that where they were changing the values of like damage and spread and first hit damage and stuff like that? It's possible because like there's the uh, there's the blitz mode that's going to happen sometimes. Maybe soon. that's what it, I don't know. There was something I was reading where they're like testing that kind of stuff out and like I mean yeah like it's it's hard to fathom things like shotgun being less powerful or something like that right you know right. so or i mean honestly like i was worried that the uh because they they changed the drop percentage of the uh silenced pistol uh -huh. which is one of my favorite weapons yeah um which but I haven't, I haven't been getting it as much for sure i haven't been getting the the legendary version but the epic version i definitely have so like the the mm -hmm. tier below the top tier one i've been getting Pretty pretty consistently. Wait, which one's higher, epic or legendary? Uh, legendary is, is legendary uh, is the gold one. Is the gold or, one? Yeah. Gold. Okay. And ep or, seems backwards. Yeah. No, that's that's the way it is. So okay. yeah. Um. But yeah, dude. The uh, like I've been getting the purple version a lot, a, like more frequently. So I don't know. I am not sure how much that drop percentage is really has really changed. Obviously, they have to change the drop percentages whenever they introduce new weapons because right. like it just can't drop oh, as yeah, much. Yeah, for sure. Um. But I did want to say this is a game that I haven't spent a, a penny on yet. And yeah, I have. Yeah, I know. Totally. Well, you spent a $10 battle pass. Yeah, well, I had Christmas money, and I, so otherwise I probably wouldn't have. But yeah, I, I bought a $10 battle pass, and then I um, there was a uh, – whenever they released the new map update, Yeah, you could uh, buy 10 um, levels or tiers of the battle pass mm -hmm. for like super cheap. So I bought – I used the rest of my money on that. And so it blows my mind that I've gotten so much gameplay out of oh, something yeah. I've spent zero money on. Definitely. Zero money on. Well, and like um, the thing I like about the battle pass, for instance, so it's, it basically gives you things, something to aim for in terms of progression. And so it gives me a reason to come back every single day other than just gameplay. Right. Um, and so like I'm going to be able to finish that out, get all the like outfits. I've used my V-Bucks too. I got a, a Jolly Roger um, – it's uh, like a pirate flag uh, parachute. Super cool. Yeah. So like, I mean, I love stuff like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a little different th than things like Overwatch in the way that the loot boxes work. Um, they don't drop. It's not a loot box. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not like it's a, random. a progression system. Yeah. Which is really interesting that you buy the progression system. Yeah. But the rest of the game is free. Well, it reminds me of something like uh, the SRL back in Destiny where mm. it's like, oh, I buy this. I buy yeah, this like a record book that keeps a track yep. of my achievements and gives me stuff along the way. Why don't they? Why did they stop? That? Dude, that's the best. I know. Like rather than freaking making me buy everything in Eververse with silver dust in mm -hmm. random bright engrams. Mm -hmm. Just give like give me a book that will let me earn all these things. I'll purchase that with real world money. Yeah, and I, that's why I did back in the day because I thought that that was a that was a good uh, behavior, like a good like uh, consumer friendly uh, microtransaction. And I was yeah. like, I want to support that, so I bought it at the time. So obviously, not enough people bought it because they didn't ever do it again, really. Um, but we'll you know we'll, well see they what did they later. But I don't think like the, the books were there. But they weren't a purchase. Yeah, they, they weren't, weren't like a microtransaction. They, it was like it came with the DLC or it right. came with the like Days of Triumph or whatever. That's right. Age of Triumph. That's right. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, like you know, it's 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 a thing where I will purchase the next battle pass. Oh, I just yeah. didn't, uh, you know, I probably should have well, bought this one. Uh, like with the caveat, like if it has some outfits and stuff, I want. True, true. You can see all the items before you before you earn them, and yeah. so it's like if if it's a cool thing, I I will probably go for it next season. Um, yeah. I just didn't this time because like I was like I don't know how much I'm going to play this. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean. And yeah, I was just kind of going off a gut react or gut feeling whenever I purchased it. I'm like, well, I feel like I've been playing this a lot. Yeah. Past few days. I might as well go for it and see what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something else I've been doing, Chris. I, f- I finished Celeste. I know I, I, I waxed poetic about it a lot last week, but uh, I finished it this week. Mm. And, uh, and it is awesome. I, I finished the story. There's obviously more. So there's like B sides to every single world, which mm-hmm. is like a harder version of the same level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know that I'm going to do that. If I do that, I'll crank on some assists and like go for it. But, um, but yeah, dude, it's, a, it's a fantastic game still. So I did finish that. I now have a Celeste sized hole in my, in my <laughs> gaming heart, Chris. And, uh, so I'm looking for the, I don't know. I'm looking for like the next like switch game, the next indie kind of a switch Mm. game that I'm going to purchase and, uh, and play phase coming out for switch. That's right. And, uh, I'm wondering if I should buy it on switch or if I should do that on console, I'll have to wait and see like some previews and see like if this is going to be a good switch mobile experience. Like maybe it may not be able to handle the processing or whatever, but I don't know. I'll find out. This is the second EA originals game. The thing that I will say about like this one and unravel. Hmm. So I've been playing Unravel. Yeah. Um, and it looks like this one's kind of the same way. They're very like solitary, emotional, and like moody experiences. Hmm. And that's not a game that I can just like play nonstop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to play a level, and now I need to shoot some people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know, yeah, like yeah. I got to do something else or go – um, I've been getting back into Forza Horizon, so it's because it's just like it's just like ta- I mean I don't know it just after a while I just need something else. It's a little more like emotional or a little more like uh, and I like, don't mind things like Limbo right. or Inside or even like things like Journey like those are cool. Um, it's not it's not that mm-hmm. it's just like it's just, I don't know I don't know what it is. That's interesting. Um, I, I I'm. I'm Definitely in for that game. I really want to grab that. Um, I do get the kind of same sort of a vibe from it, where it's like I, you know, I'm not that way with most of, uh, like most most single player games or whatever. Um, you know, but that one might be something that is because it's not really combat heavy or anything like that. So it's like maybe, but um, it's also not super actiony or whatever. I, I'm very interested to see what that game is because the art style looks gorgeous and uh, it looks like it could potentially have some really fun story things in it. Yeah. Um, Owlboy is also uh, coming to Switch and I might pick that up next week. Yeah. It's something that has been out on PC f- on Steam for like a year or something like that and it's like yeah. apparently super good pixel art kind of uh, action platformer um, like Metroidvania almost. So um, I'm interested to, to check that out. There's a game, I think it's called Thimbleweed Park that I've yeah. been looking at. Like it's gone on sale a couple of times in the past few months and I've kind of like, mm, don't want that. But it's like, I have been playing other things. I didn't want to buy it if I wasn't able to jump into it. For sure. Um, but uh, I've heard it's a really it, good adventure game. It looks really cool and it's pixel art. Yeah. Um, and like I watched the trailer, the trailer looks really cool. It almost looks like a, uh, like a pixel art, um, sci-fi, like X-Files kind of esque yeah. mystery. I was, I was struggle with that kind of stuff. Cause like, 
in terms of like, hey, do I buy this or not? Mm-hmm. If I'm not gonna play, I do. I mean, you know me. Yeah, I've, done, I've always done this. Oh yeah, you know the 360. Like I would buy all these games, and then it would be months mm-hmm. before I would play them. Especially like I think you are the ultimate like candidate for like the sale. Yeah, where it's like if something goes on sale and you're like, I'm in. Well, because like it. they go on, it's like here's a twenty dollar game for two fifty. I'm like, yeah. well, I'm gonna buy this obviously. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, am I ever gonna play it? I don't know. But like at the okay. same time, um, there are certain games where that you like kind of like I know like where I'm like oh man yeah, yeah. if that goes on sale right. I will buy it. So this is what I should have bought recently. Um, the uh, Forza Six, yeah, NASCAR. You didn't uh, buy it? Well, it's fine. No, because I don't have the game. But then I realized, wait a minute, I think that game is going to be in Game Pass, and I should have bought it because now it's back up to twenty bucks. Oh man, well how much was it? Like fifteen? Five. Five. Oh man. <laughs> yeah that's a bummer chris yeah kick, kicking myself for that that's a bummer but <laughs> at the same time eh, you know it'll probably go on sale again yeah hopefully i i think like the summer sale or something like that like whenever we'll kind of yeah. be diving into game pass well it'll probably be on sale again speaking of forza i've been getting back into forza horizon three, three. dude so this uh, this thing has a 4k update yeah i cannot believe my eyes yeah I mean, that game was gorgeous anyway. Cannot believe my like. Here's a question I have mm, for you, Chris. Hmm. And this is something that I thought about. Um, is the frame rate any higher? Not the, not the that dr- I can see. The but driving frame rate because it was a locked thirty before, whereas like the mainline Forza games are uh, sixty. And so I'm wondering if maybe because of the extra oomph, the extra power of the Xbox One X, so mm. potentially does that patch I don't know. make it 60? Um, I mean, pay attention could, next time. We could probably find, I mean, how am I going to? F- I don't know. Use your, count the frames, it Chris. It doesn't feel like count 60, the frames. but then again, I don't, I'm not one of those people, it unless it just looks crazy, you know, I'm not one of those people that, unless you go back and forth between the two, I, I usually can't tell. Like, because the game just feels the way it feels. Yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't feel any different than it did, I don't think. So I, I would assume it's still 30. Gotcha, but, gotcha. But um, it's 4K HDR, and that's it. just like... Oh, yep, man, no, it it's definitely still at 30. It's but so beautiful. They say it's gorgeous over here on uh, at Eurogamer, which they're... Yeah. Well, the, uh, whatever the... Uh, Whatever it's called, their well, their wing that does all the they do all the frame rates and yeah. they do all of the the graphics. Well, around Christmas time, like all the like car packs and everything were on sale for like super cheap. So I spent like maybe seven bucks total and got everything. Nice. Um, there are still cars you have to buy and stuff in the game. Well, like with in-game currency. Yeah, with in-game you know. currency. Yeah, but but like um, there was a ton that I unlocked, um, which is awesome. And uh, the only thing like I forgot how to like do things like upgrade the cars and all that kind of stuff in there oh in the menus like, yeah i was just like there's the menu system is not intuitive yeah at all i will agree with that like whenever you're trying to tune up your car like you can either tune it or upgrade it and upgrading is what you want to do not tuning and right, yes. like you have to like go upgrade load upgrade uh-huh. and then choose from the community upgrades uh-huh. which is like that is like none of the the labels of like where you have to click in these menus actually yeah. tells you what's in that menu no. like where <laughs> i know where i want to get to but like which where of these confusing it? menu names do i click on yeah so um and like the whole like s class a class b class thing confuses me still a little bit where it's like you have to you can't use an s class car in a c class race see that's like... exclusive to the uh to the hot wheels okay expansion whereas like blizzard mountain like that's why i couldn't remember what like what the deal was with all that can you use a car 
that's a higher class in a lower race in you, the other expansions? In the other expansions, game? so like Blizzard Mountain or in the main game, you just pick a car. At any car, any tuning, any, it, okay. and they'll match. Oh, like they match it. They basically yeah. match whatever the so AI what are they doing is the to Hot Wheels? I don't get it. I don't either. I think okay. like I think it's the idea, that's the why concept. I, maybe that's why I was like, I don't remember this or how this works. So And that's why, because it didn't exist. Uh, and like ever I since see. Forza Horizon 2, they've done that kind of scaling where even like they tout like in uh, at the end of Forza Horizon 2, the big new thing, well, that was the big new thing of this big scaling mm-hmm. thing where they scaled the AI depending on what you wanted to do. And uh, to the point where they were like, you can play the finale in any car you want. Mm. And so like, and that was the, a big thing about Forza Horizon 2. And so for, they carry that over, obviously. But then in the expansion uh, for the Hot Wheels, when they limit you and they make you get faster and faster. Yeah. And like, I feel like that's a concept. But you have to car with, or whatever. Right, and I, I feel know. like it's a concept with the the Hot Wheels thing where it's like, oh, we want to go fast, we want to go it's upside down. It's also weird, like, I don't know why it's been weird, like, whenever you go to a, well, that's, that's why it didn't work the same, whenever I would go to a race, yeah. they only give you the option of, like, four cars, and I'm right. like, how? You're like, I have more than this? Yeah, I have way more than this, <laughs> especially in this class. Well, and that's the thing, like, they're, they if you've tuned them out of that class as well, um, it won't show up anymore. Yeah, that, and that's the, that's the problem, because so I have, like, all these S-class cars, Yep, like the dune buggy. Yeah. You know, like several of those races would be great with the dune buggy. Oh, yeah. But it's S-Class. <laughs> because you've tuned it up that way. You can take the tune off of it and put it on again after you're done yeah, with I that just race. Need to, like, but... I just need to like mess with it. I don't know. I mean, again, love the game, though. Like the gameplay loop is just like extremely addictive Agreed. and going for the extra stars and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm finally going to – I put off buying the treasure map mm-hmm. um, because I was like, I just want to find all these things organically within the – world and i found a lot especially in the main game found a lot organically and but i'm to the point now i'm just like i just want to go f- find all the just rest clean of these. them up yeah clean it up that's the thing like i i that's what i did with uh forza I fun horizon. doing that that's what i did with like forza horizon uh two as well was i did all of the races and then drove all of the roads like yeah. so whenever you've driven every single road yeah but then there's still like uh, 10 or 15 yeah. like signs that you haven't seen like yep. collectibles that you haven't gotten and that's where i'm at at least in the main game i've driven all the roads i don't i haven't driven all the roads in hot wheels i think i might have in blizzard mountain yeah it's not so hard it's, in blizzard mountain so to drive all. yeah so it's like okay well i at this point because i was gonna go trying to go for some of them i end up like finding a couple just from like i'm just gonna drive in the woods you know <laughs> like but then eventually i was like this is just not fun yeah <laughs> like I just want to find find these and be right. done with them. Well, I I think that's how you're supposed to kind of play it. Is like, oh, get them organically. We're like, oh, I'm trompsing around through this woods. What's up here? Oh, there's a sign. Yeah, you but know? who's just doing that? Yeah, but like to do it whenever you only have like a couple of them left in this entire gigantic open world. Yeah. It's like, ah, just show me where they're at. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I'm at that point too. So fantastic game though. Love it so, so much. We need to get on race together, Chris. Let's do it. I'm, I'm in. Do it tonight. I'm down. All right. All right, Chris. Hmm. I think it's time for the news. The news. The news. It's springtime, John. It is springtime. No, not even springtime. It's not springtime. It's winter. It's winter. Middle of winter. It's cold. February. Yeah. We were just talking before this where it's like there's not much. I feel like there's not much happening. So, yeah. And it's like... There's not a whole lot like that is is happening, but it's like it's almost like we're in this weird like wait kind of a, a time frame where it's yeah. like there's not announcements being made of things no. that are coming up, but there's like everything's yeah everything's been either announced and is already being delayed or we just don't know about it yet. Yeah, 
so not a ton of news all the time, but there was something cool that happened this or interesting. I mean, cool. Cool. I think I think cool. Uh, I think you were so, correct the first time during the <laughs> during the Super Bowl. We saw a commercial. There's Cloverfield Cloverfield commercial out right after the game. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, like that was genius. Um, interestingly enough, I didn't figure this out till like a couple days later. Otherwise, I would have made it a priority to watch it, and we could have reviewed it tonight, but we didn't. Um, is this was the the Cloverfield movie that was supposed to come out later this spring? Um, the working title was God Particle, and um, I guess the studio was afraid like that it wouldn't make that much money in theaters, and so they decided to sell it to Netflix for fifty million dollars. Completely, like, which is crazy because, like, it's interesting because, like, they're like, well, now we don't have to market it at all, so cool, we don't have to spend all of that money, <laughs> and we get fifty million dollars for it, which was probably going to be like the best opening weekend we could have wanted in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then we got to split this money, you know, a million different ways. Right. So they just sold it to Netflix and Netflix debuted it. And Netflix probably did Netflix pay for the, I would imagine they paid for the Super Bowl ad. Oh, I'm sure. And so like yeah. Netflix takes on the advertising yes. budget. They literally do one thing. Yes. And now because everyone knows about because it. Because they own the rights, the full rights to the movie. Like uh, I think the studio still owns the rights to put it on um, Blu-ray and uh, something else. So here we go. Than- I'm reading an article. This is a write-up from IGN. They say, although Netflix owns the rights to the film, Paramount retains the rights to future films in the franchise, oh, yeah, 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 as always. well as the rights for this film uh, for China and home entertainment market. So yes. yeah, so they can put it on Blu-ray. They can release it in China. Yeah. Crazy, man. Um, you've seen it. I haven't seen it yet, so we can't talk a, like a lot about it necessarily. I won't say anything that would potentially even tell yeah. you what my opinion of this movie is. Yeah, I think it's I think it's super interesting. Like the the things before it, without seeing it, going in right night, like without having seen it yet. Like my biggest thoughts are, what in the world is in this movie that made them so scared it wasn't going to make its money back? Yeah, or I mean. Or is it just bad? You know, or you know, is it just not marketable? I don't know. Um, you don't have to tell me, but I have I have thoughts for sure. So when sure we review this yeah. in two weeks, we're yes. gonna we're gonna review this in two weeks on our two hundred and fiftieth episode. We finally have a plan for that episode. That's right. This is the plan. Hopefully, we're gonna review that. Hopefully, Fultron's gonna be on. I think everybody, before we go into that episode, every yes. listener listening right now, will have the opportunity to watch that movie. It's true. So everyone well, should mean, watch it, and we should make this a a group experience of all the listeners and us talking about the movie on uh, the two hundred fiftieth episode. How's that going to happen? I don't know. It's a good question. I think you're promising things you can't keep. I'm just thinking that everyone should watch this movie so they can, whenever they listen to the two hundred fiftieth <laughs> episode, they don't have to bail at the spoiler section. That's true. That's true. They just ride right through that spoiler section. Yep. Very true. That's where I'm at with it, Chris. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm what I'm trying to say. Um. So yeah. Definitely check that out. It's on Netflix now. I will. I do want to point out, this is what I love. Like, this is the kind of release shenanigans I love. Dude, so we were literally talking about this movie two weeks ago whenever we were, like, slating out the movies, or yeah. maybe three weeks ago, whatever it was. We were slating out all of our movies and, yeah. and what we were going to watch for the upcoming year. Yeah. And we were like, oh, no, that one's been delayed. It's going to be released in October. Right, yeah. like they they had uh, like apparently delayed it to later this year, and then now this. 
And it's like, <laughs> oh, it's not actually delayed. We're going to release it now. Yeah. Which is nuts to me. Like, that's a that's an amazing marketing thing. It's really true to the franchise as well. Because, like, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, like, wasn't even billed as, like, a Cloverfield movie for the first right. bit. You know? You didn't really know during the first trailer until the last second. Um and so like that's it's it's true to the franchise i find it very interesting um reportedly uh, i'm not sure if this is like completely confirmed or not but reportedly the fourth cloverfield movie um is going to be released in october and has already been filmed like has already done filming uh the fourth cloverfield movie um and it's apparently like a period piece and so that'll be really interesting dude this franchise confuses the crap out of me yep I'll leave it at that. Yep. That's come, the news. Come back in two weeks. Come back in two weeks. All right, Chris. Yeah. We're talking about Solo, a Star Wars story. We are. So if you haven't seen the trailer, go to YouTube and watch it. There's two of them. There's one called The Big Game Spot that was played at the Super Bowl. There's also another one not at the Super Bowl, during the Super Bowl. They played it at, at the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. It was uh, right in between the second half and Justin Timberlake. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, have you played um, Quiz HQ? No. I've heard uh, people rave about it, but, like, I haven't ever played it. It's real fun. Mm-hmm. They do things, you know, like, you know, I mean, they try to do cool things on cool days, I guess. I don't know. I'm not describing this well. I don't they even know. Like a, I, okay, you got to start from the beginning, okay. Chris. Right. What is, this, if you're going to bring up Quiz HQ, yeah. what is Quiz HQ? This is an app that um, twice a day they go live. Mm-hmm. There's a live host mm-hmm. who like uh, facilitates questions, 12 questions. You answer them for money. Most of the time recently it's been like $2,500 every single day. And um, there are anywhere, you know, between um, – I don't know, 500,000 to a million people playing, I guess, at night, usually. Um, there was like 1.9 million people playing on Sunday because they did a, a, a $20,000 um, prize. I've never won. I've made, I've, I've, so like the thing is you answer questions in succession. Mm-hmm. If you get one wrong, you're out. You're out, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I've made it to But like, if you get to the end, you split the money with yeah, whoever got to the end as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. I've made it through question seven. Ooh, yeah, that's about as far as I've gone. That's pretty good, Chris. I mean, maybe it's just over half. It's pretty good. How many people were left though? After like, how many? What percentage of people did? Well, I mean, that's get the thing far? is, it always, it's always, it always varies. You know, like you know, there will be a question that like knocks out like five hundred thousand people or something like that. Yeah. You know. Um. So anyway, literally, like they were when halftime started, they were supposed to go live and um, do their quiz during halftime for $20,000. Oh, they waited until about halfway through Justin Timberlake <laughs> and decided to start it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, of all the times. Yeah. Stupid. It's a bummer. That is that is kind of a bummer. I'm not going to lie. But this isn't about no, Quiz HQ, Chris. It's not. <laughs> or the Super Bowl. Nope. Or Justin Timberlake. Nope. We're talking about something else that's cool. Yeah. Which is Solo. Yes. A Star Wars story. Yep. So trailers. There were two trailers. The one in, in this during the Super Bowl, and then there was uh, one that they released, in, uh, I think on Good Morning America, the on on Monday, something like that. Weird places. I saw them. That's both. That's what all geeks watch. I saw them both on YouTube. All nerds <laughs> watch Super Bowl, 
and Good Morning America. So, but that's where the marketing uh, goes wide, Chris. Where they're like, we want we want people who don't know that Star Wars even does anthology in between the main series films. We're gonna get them too. Yeah. And they go for that. It's real like, funny because everyone who like geeks who know already know about this are gonna know about it true. no matter what. I guess that's that's that's, that's true. I'm not gonna knock it because it's working. Yeah. But you know. Side note. I was trying to remember what the name of it was, but there was an Xbox Live on Xbox 360. There was a thing similar to Quiz HQ where oh, yeah, they would one, have one like... versus 100? Yeah, they had have... And I was, I was looking up. I was like, oh my gosh, what is... What is... What was that called? Yeah, um, Where they 100. had the, those uh, those quizzes and everything. Uh-huh. So anyway, this isn't about Quiz HQ. Nope. <laughs> We're going to talk about these t- two trailers. So um, <laughs> go watch them if you haven't seen them. I'll post them at staringtargetpodcast.com as well. Yeah. Uh, in, in the show notes of this episode. So I wanted to start by just kind of getting your overall impression or hang on i want to gauge your excitement level i will say i'm more excited now mm. than i was before yes i'm more excited now for this movie than i have ever been yeah um i still think that it's going to be somewhat restrictive and and maybe has the potential to be too predictable um in that we already know a lot about Han Solo and where him and Chewie end up, right? Well, uh, this hey, well, I think yeah, I get what you're saying. I think it's because we have the rumors of the so, of the material, mm-hmm. and so like it's rumored that we'll see Han win the Millennium Falcon from Lando. It's mm-hmm. also rumored that we'll see the Kessel Run. Mm-hmm. Both things I don't need to ever see. Mm-hmm. Um, I think about the way the extended universe has handled Han, mm-hmm. and. I mean, obviously, there's so many Han Solo books. There's a, there was a Han Solo trilogy in the original expanded universe that was great. Yeah. Um, and then there's just so many books that, like, I mean, I have no problems telling Han Solo stories. Yeah. Like, that's totally cool. I think that the... And I don't mind them recasting or all this kind of stuff, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, The depth, I feel like, of those stories, like, there's so much you could tell, right? I just don't think I... I don't need those stories told. And especially in my mind, okay... Yeah. Not all at once. Because my thing oh, is yeah. like, like, like let's mean, take what, all of the all of the big key like, like like let's take the big tent pole stories that he references that were yeah. that were maybe an improv line of like the Kessel run or like oh where they were just kind of thrown in their lived in universe kind of stuff with like him winning the Millennium Falcon from Lando, right? And let's take all of those stories and tell them in one movie. Right. And it, it's it's the idea in my mind that like not all of the interesting stuff in in literature should happen at the same time or well, it doesn't. It, That's not the way life works. Exactly. And so, yeah, you know. I agreed. With that being said though, putting that aside, yep. This looks like now, like looking at it from what we've seen, we've seen barely anything, John. I know we've seen, we've seen, uh, what, what is the runtime of both of those together? I feel like we've seen two minutes, two, three minutes, you know, if that's no, not even three, no, I think the first one is like 45 seconds. Yeah. It was a 45 second spot. And the next one was a minute long or something like that. Yeah. I, I, I mean, so, and we've, we don't know anything about the plot other than those rumors. And yeah. honestly, I think re- the reason that, um, it's waited this long, we've waited this long to see these trailers because they haven't had anything ready to see until now yep which let's put that we'll put that aside because we've talked about, about that i feel like we've talked about that on the podcast i i maybe all the, all the delays and everything i mean with, yeah we did we've definitely talked about we've, the delays where yeah. we're like i fully did not expect this movie to come out this no. year 
No, no, no. Um, I did figure like whenever we oh, got. Oh, I thought maybe December. Whenever, oh yeah, December not for sure, spring. but not like spring. Yeah. Um, I figured that we would probably get the first trailer at the the Super Bowl though. Whenever it was like getting closer and closer to the Super Bowl, I'm like, that's the only place that they well, would be waiting. I also for. couldn't imagine not having this trailer in front of Black Panther. That's true. So I knew it had to come out at least by then. That's true. Um. So it, yeah. So overall. I'm excited about it. I I am am pleasantly surprised by what I'm seeing of it. It looks like there is number one. It looks like a Star Wars. They've got that dialed in. It looks Dude, like a Star Wars movie. I will say this about it: like it is gorgeous. Like these, I mean, like there are stunning shots in this, and and stunning set pieces in this trailer with like the uh, the Star Destroyer in the storm. Yeah, and it's like that is amazing. Dude, right? starting with um, the Force Awakens, they've just gotten better and better at. The visuals of the Star Wars universe, right, and and more and more creative. Like they've taken mm-hmm. what you know and love, yeah, and then yeah. shoved it into places that, like, right. you're like, I didn't know we were gonna go here. You it know, kind of, it's kind of like Rebels esque at yeah. times. Definitely, because Rebels does that a lot. Yeah, and I feel like that's something that the that uh, bringing more broad stories and more broad settings into this universe has really helped. Yeah, and uh, and that continues here, like the uh, the chase scene that we see in there with the the speeders, like that's super interesting. Well, that like okay, the whatever this battle is on top of this train, like that's pretty crazy looking. That's nuts. Um, like the whatever this cantina kind of like scene kind of thing is yeah um, i mean they keep showing that that one reminds me a little bit of kind of the middle section of uh of last jedi it does it's try, i'm trying well kind I'm trying of to separate i'm trying it from to stay that. away from that yeah. because that's a terrible dark point in time i mean <laughs> so where i'm at with that is that like I don't necessarily think that that was a bad idea to go to or that was a bad setting or anything like that in The Last Jedi, but I do think like they just didn't use it yeah. well. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. They just didn't tell a compelling... That wasn't a, the most compelling story to tell in that location. It's like I don't, I don't have a problem with that location or with, uh, with um, expanding that universe in that kind of a direction setting-wise. It's just t- there's got to be interesting things yeah. to do there. Uh, we had some news that we didn't cover earlier, but we'll talk about that in a second. I totally forgot. It's insane that we forgot this. Um, yeah, so the... the uh, I am pleasantly surprised by Donald Glover as Lando. I think he looks so similar to Billy D. Williams. I have been sold on his casting. Like, that's whenever I thought, I was like, I mean, okay. Donald Glover's great. Don't get me wrong. I was just kind of like, what is this going to be like? Right, right. But it looks like he's playing him well, like with that in mind. Well, like whenever he's standing there in this trailer with the fur coat, you're yeah. just like, oh, yes. Well, then whenever he smiles in the second one, you're oh, like, dude, he's leaning back like that's that. That's it, man. And then that's the other thing about like him being like, I've been sold on him from, from the get go. Like whenever yeah. he was announced in this movie, that's whenever I started being like, okay, right. you know, this, this could be a decent movie. Yeah. Was whenever they were like, Donald Glover is going to be Lando. Right. And it's, and because Donald Glover is a fantastic actor. I also think, I, I love Woody Harrelson and everything he does. Yeah. Um, I want him to play this. I don't know what this his role is, obviously. Um, and he does a good job of playing them differently. I've just been watching, for some reason, I've, I feel like I've been watching uh, Hunger Games recently. And I'm like, I hope he doesn't play it the same. Interesting. You know? Yeah. Like Haymitch, kind of like the guy, the teacher guide. Right. Which that person. was, he was great in that as that role. It's just you don't want to necessarily draw that comparison while you're watching. Exactly. Really. Um, 
I love Amelia Clark and Game of Thrones. She was in the latest Terminator, which was a terrible movie. We reviewed that, but she was the bright spot in it. That's I will true. say that. That's true. Um, and so, and even her relationship with Arnold, it was just a terrible plot. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about her. Um, Chewy looks. It's cool to see kind of like a younger, skinnier, like looking Chewy. Like they make, they make him look. It's weird how they make him look young. Yeah, and I'm just not sure exactly what it is. If it's just the size, or if it's like or, it might be like the uh, like how like furry like yeah. the, the the thickness of his coat. Yeah, you know, almost. Yeah, I don't know. I I agree with you though. Where I was like, oh, young Chewy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like wait, wait, what makes a young Chewy? It's like, and it's like, well, he's still got brown hair. <laughs> right. It's not like it's more brown or anything. No, no. You know, it's not. So anyway, um, yeah, the, I agree. And surprisingly, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing from Alden Emmerich, I actually like. See, some of the delivery of some of that dialogue. It, and okay, so let me let me caveat this by saying trailers like this, they cut dialogue from like crazy parts of the yeah. movie, merge them all together, and give you like a monologue, right? And that's yeah. what it sounds like to me is happening in the full-on trailer of yeah. this. So it's hard for me to determine whether I am not 100% sold on that monologue yeah. being Han Solo because of that editing or because I'm just not sold on him as Han Solo. Well, here's the thing. I want to lay this out there. He's in a very tough spot because they're... 100%. You're either going to be um, knocked for not being enough like Harrison Ford, Mm -hmm. or you're going to be knocked for being too much like Harrison Ford to where it's just an impersonation. Right. We don't want an impersonation... We want it to be Han Solo esque, and that's like what it comes down to for me. And this is me. And we can you can disagree with me if you think if you like. To me, it comes down to the attitude and the tone and the the humor and sarcasm and the you know disbelief in the Force, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I want to compare it a little bit to. Um, you want it to be Chris Pine playing Kirk, not what could have been Chris Pine just trying to be William Shatner. You know what I mean? True, true. And I think he, like, you're right. Like, he struck a pretty good uh, balance in that, in his take on yeah. Kirk. And, and, and I, I realize that's an alternate universe, so you can kind of give him some more leeway. But again, we, I, I like, it, I'm, I'm going to try to not knock him for not being like Harrison Ford. Cause I don't like, no one can be Harrison Ford. True. True. You know? And I'm with you where it's like, yes, this it's going to be impossible to get that. And so, but like you want it to be just enough like that. Yeah. I, I think it's the tone. And I think, like I said, if you're pulling those quotes, if you're pulling those little lines yeah. from out of context, it's like, yeah. it's hard to get tone. It's hard to yeah. get like, how was this really delivered? How was this intended to well, be? And most of it's voiceover. You don't even see his face while he's delivering it. The one line right. you do see is the whole, like, it's fine. It's, it's fine. You know, like, and that, right. that's hilarious. I right. think that's great. That's, that's totally like, you know, Hey, I'm going to try something. I'm like, don't know what I'm doing. Right. And it's, it's fine. Um, and, uh, I really like that. Like yeah. what I'm seeing and hearing, like whenever he's like, um, what does he say? The line where he says something like, uh, it was in the Academy. Like, 
um, was kicked out for having a mind of my own, and you know, like that kind of attitude. That's the attitude I'm talking about. That's the attitude. I just I, that line specifically like stuck out to me. I was like, I'm not so sure. So I'll, I, I again, love that line. Though. I'm reserving judgment for the yeah. final final film, but I, that's my one reservation yeah. right now. Well, because the, like, and then obviously the story, like the story conventionality, right. which we've already talked about. Those are my two reservations of this yeah. thing. Everything else, I'm like, well, this is at the very minimum, right? Going to be a absolutely gorgeous yeah. action packed Star Wars movie. Well, and someone, I think Fultron was talking to me. I think he was, you know, kind of like, this looks like really dark and drab and like, okay, I mean, kind of, it does, but I, I'm okay with it. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not Sort of, but not that. really. Like, I still don't think like the, 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 like, it does look dirty except for inside of the Millennium Falcon, right? I know. That's crazy. It looks super clean. It's insane. Which I was looking at, somebody had posted a, a photo of like a, uh, the, the progression from this the, to, uh, to A New Hope and then to, uh, The Force Awakens. It's like, man, Han does not take care of his spaceships. Well, and then like it gets progressively, gr- like it's brown basically in Force yeah. Awakens. Um, and so, like, it's it's a it's interesting to watch that progression. But like, I while the world feels dirty, mm-hmm. that's rebels esque in my mind. Oh, like, yeah. uh, and and definitely like has those tones of it. But then it, also, there's these like really bright things happening. Whether it's the, the bar scene, the whether don't... it's the Millennium Falcon, or whether it's even like even the dark uh, area where he's like getting interviewed by the Imperial person, like that is true to what like a new hope looked yeah, like. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, if even a new hope and um most of uh most of Empire, there is not that much color. Even on Dagobah, there's not that much color. Even on like the Cloud City. Well, you get color in Cloud City, you get sunsets and stuff like that. And you and right. you kind of do on But it's pretty Tatooine. much stark white as oh, well. Yeah. So like I'm not I'm not gonna knock it for that necessarily. Um I want to say, you know, like the huge caveat here is that the rumors have been that Alden Emmerich can't act. They had to bring in this coach, acting coach for him, whether that was to act or to become more like Harrison Ford, not really sure. Those were back in the days with um, Phil Lord and um, Christopher Miller that like we're like, okay, maybe they had some like he just couldn't like act for what they wanted him to do, like improv or something. We don't know. We don't know. Um, so I think he's the the biggest question mark. And we'll see. <laughs> I'm excited, though. I love Again, I love everything I'm seeing, you know? Like, way, yeah, way more excited now than I was ever before. The, like those crazy, like, Destiny-looking guys, whatever that is. Yeah. Like, that looks insane. I'm like, I don't know if that's, like, a, if those are bounty hunters or if that's, like, maybe some, like, weird, like, I mean, it's not, not going to be Jedi people because, like, the Jedi are gone right now. And like even more gone than they are in Rogue One, right? Um, and so, and but like you know, I saw someone post on the internet something like, uh, post the quote from Han Solo, it was like, yeah, hokey religions and and uh, all the kind of stuff won't do what a blaster will do, and it like tri- putting it next to that footage, it's like that's kind of cool. Like if that was some kind of weird like religious thing that he kind of gets that idea from, who knows? Again, I don't need to see all these things. <laughs> Come on. In my mind, I also hope that this movie... So there's like the theory, um, and it, I can't remember who who put it out there, but there's the theory that whenever you like close off one storyline, you open up, or like yeah. close off one, one loop, you open up two more, where it's like 
that's something that J.J. Abrams does really well. And like while you answer one question, you kind of open up two more things that are very curious. And that's what the original Star Wars kind of did with a lot of the the world building and kind of lived inness of it, where they kind of have these semi throwaway lines like the Kessel Run, like these, uh, like the hokey religion, and like. And so I hope that this movie actually introduces more of those too. Like I hope we're not just like closing a loop here. I hope we're not just like answering a question yeah. about like what happened. I hope that we have more questions that kind of pop up from this and, yeah. and kind of go like broaden it rather than closing it. Yeah. Um, and Agreed. so that's kind of well, that's, that's another. And, and fear that, I, have. I guess you know you look at Rogue One and Rogue One didn't do that. It you know closed more loops than it opened, and so it's like we'll see. It did, it, especially in the second half of Rogue One. The first half of Rogue One, I feel like there are definitely still some stuff like with the uh, with, with there on that whatever planet that is that we Jetta. Yeah, on Jetta. Like, there's a lot of questions that you have there that then you investigate in and open more yeah. of in yeah. Rebels. So definitely, yeah. Um, the news I wanted to talk about. So this week it was announced uh, that on the the Disney streaming service there will be two new series that they have in development two new star wars series and um the game of thrones uh creators have been given a their own trilogy that they're going movie film trilogy that they're mm-hmm. going to um they're going to make set in a specific time period um with this news i think this could imply several different things. Number one, I hope that time period is something like the Old Republic. Nice right. The Old Republic. That'd be freaking awesome. Yep. Um, because, like, you think about Game of Thrones, like, they they do uh, period pieces as well, and you could, like, make that a kind of period piece. And Definitely. the same thing, like, there's, like, there are some mystical elements of uh, Game of Thrones and magical kind of stuff in Game of Thrones that would um, be cool, like... If you if you think about like that time period, you know you have like Dark Plague, Darth Plagueis trying to raise people from the dead and all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. there could be some weird, cool, crazy stuff that they do. Definitely with a time period like that, we don't know that it's set there for sure. Right. But I'm excited either way. It could also be something like the Clone Wars, and like I mean, we've already yeah. investigated a lot of that. Yeah, in I the mean, again, I, w- series, I wouldn't so. want to rehash that, but I could see you know it happening. I mean, a lot of the stuff with like the uh, the the witches and with like um, Asajj Ventress, like uh, yeah. and then even uh, what's his name, uh, Savage Press and mm-hmm. Darth Maul. Like you can investigate some things there that they didn't do on the show. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I kind of I kind of wish I, I kind of hope that it's going to be farther back than we've ever seen. Yeah. You know. Um. I. I will say like there's there have been people uh i saw a couple of, like opinion pieces on like blogs or whatever where it's like oh man an r-rated a star wars movie and i'm like totally not in for that like i don't know i don't know that it needs that and i'm not sure that that even serves the purpose that that i like that that they need to go for on it so i think you kind of lose well, a mean, little bit of the the vision of star wars whenever you dive well, into too much of of that i don't think it i mean you'd have to no more i think in order to get an r-rated star wars movie you'd have to introduce like either a lot of language or a lot of sex mm-hmm. or a lot of, and it's never been, I don't, they're not going to do that. That's just, I don't even think that's the question. Or a lot of like gore or something well, like and, that. And like, but think about even this, the, the way that everything technically works in star Wars. And they've set like the, the lightsabers cauter, cauterize the root wounds as do the blasters. And so it's like, there was some blood. There was, I think the first time we've seen blood was in force awakens whenever it gets on, um, uh, Finn's mask. 
That's right. He's a stormtrooper, you know? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's even an option. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, that's dumb. I know. I, I agree <laughs> that it's dumb, and I just wanted to point it out like the, that I am not down for like a... I, if, I, if there was ever going to be an R-rated um, Star Wars movie, it needs to be a Darth Vader movie. Or the uh, or like a, the the zombie uh, whatever movie. Oh man! But yeah. I don't know the, I, what was it called. Oh, uh, Death, Death Troopers. Troopers. Yeah, but that wasn't even that no. gory. You know no, what I mean? It's not gory. It's Star Wars, and that's the thing. Like that's the thing about Star Wars is Star Wars is typically dumb, not gory. I've been an advocate before of like, yes, let's make Logan a R rated movie. Yes, let's make Deadpool an R rated movie. I want those franchises to be like what they are, right? But like, yeah. so I'm not anti R-rated movies or like whatever. I just Star Wars has never been about well, that. Whatever. This is the thing. If the they things wa- that that would if entail. they want to tell a story that's dark enough to be rated R, they should be able to have the freedom to do that. I, I think people are just say, seeing the Game of Thrones guys' names and thinking, "Cool, it's gonna have all the stuff." I'm like, no, just because. I mean, <laughs> they can make whatever they want to make. Like, yeah. like if they want to make a rated G animated Star Wars movie, they could. Like. Whatever. They're not just because they're involved doesn't mean it automatically has all this True. crazy stuff in it. True. Anyway, um, the one question I have though, like that I think is interesting to think about. And I've thought about this like for a while, yeah, is like, does we are moving the Star Wars movies um to May. They've done well in December. Does this mean that we might move to a two Star Wars movie a year system? Where we kind of like Marvel, where they have a big spring movie. Marvel has, usually has a big spring movie, summer movie, and and fall movie. Yeah, but we would have a, a big spring movie and fall movie mm-hmm. for Star Wars. Marvel also didn't start that way necessarily. Like where they always had. Yeah, they built three, it up. You know, but I'm they, saying like, yeah. is this is this the pattern that we're going to move into with Star Wars? So I think it just depends on what they see market wise with this. Like uh, they're gonna. They're seeing massive success. That's Chris, what they're seeing. Cynically, they're going to put out as many Star Wars movies as they can make money on. Agreed. And it's it, it depends on how much the market could bear on that. And it's like, can the market still hit like two massive Star Wars movies at the same time that we're also making three giant Marvel movies? Because it's all the same company. Two different hats, but the same company. True. Wanna, and so wanna, like, are you diluting one franchise by putting out a movie in May? I want to I wanna slap you in the face with something. And mm-hmm. it's slapping me in the face, too. Yeah. What was it? Two, three years ago? Yeah. We sat here and said, hey, we think the, the superhero market's going to get too saturated. I mean, it is still getting more and more saturated, uh, but, and but, we are we but. are having more and more failures um, because you think about some of the uh, some of the Fox movies. Fox had to pivot hard um, <clears throat> with some of their uh, like Logan and Death or Deadpool. Yeah, and now Fox has gotten weak enough. But we've gotten more like as they stopped doing that, we've gotten more Marvel movies. The number of superhero movies has increased. Yeah. I mean, we've got, well, like, I don't know if we've got more. I guess my biggest caution, I guess, even to myself is sitting here. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, cool. Yeah. That sounds like right. I should say that. Like, um, I don't know that, you know, people will go see more than one Star Wars movie a year. Yeah. 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 I, but... I think they will, though. <laughs> like, my thing is, I my thought is that they're, like, they're going to increase the number. And it's the same thing with the Marvel movies, bro. Like, they're going to increase the number of these movies yeah. until they don't make, like, until they can't make any more money on it. 
or they just can't sustain that kind of growth. Yeah, like, or the creative uh, output. Like if the, if crit- the, if, yes. if like critics start hating these things, or well, or fans start hating these things and not buying tickets to them, then it's like they're gonna maybe pull back a little yeah. bit. Which doesn't really happen. Like I mean, you have like I mean, you think about the Thor franchise. You know, like the Dark World wasn't necessarily as well received critically or by fans. Like not as many people went and saw that movie as right went and saw the first Thor or this most recent one, Ragnarok. Yep. Um, so, like, there are ups and downs, and I'm sure they'll watch that. I think we are totally moving to a, a a place where we have multiple Star Wars movies a year. We have multiple um, uh, we have multiple um, shows going. I really hope that um, Filoni mm-hmm. is on one of those shows and doing some kind of like live action thing would be really cool. That would be nuts. Um, I mean, he's really good at whatever he does, and so yeah. it's like no matter what it is, like I almost think I almost hope that he's in charge of both of those. Yeah, and th- <laughs> think about it this way, and I was thinking about this too. I think the reason that you know, like when especially, well, like Last Jedi, it's it it's it means a lot because it involves the old characters and that's that storyline. But if you know, like we're getting. Knights, if we're getting the Knights of the Old Republic, that's an era that we don't really have any idea what happens anyway. Yeah. Most of it. Um, we have some some big tentpole things, but we're not super like emotionally invested in it. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson's franchise, whatever the heck he does there, it's going to be completely separate from everything. So, like, whatever. He can do whatever he wants. Um, just don't touch Luke Skywalker anymore. And the shows, like, who knows? The, the Star Wars stories... Those are the times when they can go back in, and they're not even saying that the 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 mainline um, franchise is done. Mm-mm. It's just like, hey, we're gonna possibly have these other things going at the same time. So we're talking three different. Let's like, say we start a new one after nine, like so they go on and do ten, eleven, twelve with mm-hmm. Ray and whoever. I mean, we're gonna have three trilogies going on at once. Yep. Um, probably some Star Wars stories. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. You know. Uh, but exciting, and I think what it does is it keeps every single release from being this huge momentous thing in our mind where it has to be all the things. Has to be, like, it has to has be perfect. Has to be 100%. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, so whenever we get a disappointment. It's, like, it's okay. We've it's got okay. another one coming up. Exactly. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. I got you, too. Like, I mean, and that makes a lot of sense. I also am... The entirety of this trilogy, like the the current Star Wars trilogy with Force Awakens and now Last Jedi, mm-hmm. it seems like they're closing loops. And I, as I mentioned before, like it's good to open more loops. Like J.J. Abrams does a really good job of closing a loop, opening four more, mm-hmm. and so yeah. and then never closing those, obviously. But like polar bears. But but then like we're definitely closing off the chapter that we knew uh, from uh, episodes you know one two three four five six right so we're like kind of closing off the like especially the uh, four kind five of, six we'll see what they characters. do in in nine um, but basically in my mind like for better or worse. Right now, the Star Wars franchise is saying, okay, we're moving past the Star Wars, your Star Wars. You know, we're moving into territory that is not, like, hasn't been, you know, the the traditional four, five, six is, hardcore fan Which is fine. Franchise. I, I mean, I think, like, when we have to do that at some point anyway. Exactly. But this it's, is the, it's how you do it. It's that how is you do it. it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't, but, but, I, but that's what I'm saying. For better or worse, like, that's what's happening. And so, like, seeing two movies, you know, two different movie 
lines, like yeah. trilogies, anthologies, whatever they are, announced simultaneously here, um, makes sense with that. Like where it's like, oh, we're gonna be expanding this, yeah. our output of this. And we're gonna totally be expanding. I don't think anybody has this. a problem with that. You know, like I think about the expanded universe. I keep bringing that up for some reason, but you know, you think about like I mean, I pick up a a book, a Han Solo book, and maybe it doesn't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Whatever. There's like a hundred more. Right. You know? Right. Um, and I can pick up a different Han Solo story. Right. Um, and so I think as we get kind of down the road on the excite, like if Han Solo does well, I could totally see that becoming a trilogy. You know, Rogue One wasn't set up to be that. No. Han Solo could, or yeah. like whenever they do the Obi-Wan movie, that could end up being a trilogy or something like that. So like, I'm cool with, honestly, I'm cool with going down that road and walking down that road and um, more output becomes a, a pro for me in my mind. Definitely. And I guess that's where, what my main point of that was you know, the closing the one loops and then opening more is, is like, I want this thing to be bigger than the core story, you yeah. know? Cause like you think about what we have now, yeah. we only have, you know, what, like nine films at this point. Well, and you leave it to things like the comics to keep those core storylines going mm-hmm. with Han, Luke, Leia, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. um, tell the stories that you, can't on live action film anymore right because you know you just don't have the actors you know i mean whatever for sure i mean especially like the gap that we haven't explored then i guess like that the game of thrones guys could be doing is between six and seven like and as far as i know there's nothing announced that would fill in that gap Mm -hmm. i mean maybe one of the tv shows or maybe this new trilogy but i definitely think in my brain it would make sense if one of the TV shows was that because we had rebels filling in, you know, yeah. this, this time frame. It was a very core to that group of people. So it's not really explaining much about mm-hmm. like that time period, but like it's telling stories about this one group of people within that time period. Right. So I almost think like doing something like that again, after return of the Jedi would be ideal. Yeah. I mean, I, and it doesn't even have to be, I think about the way the book, um, death star. I loved the way that they, um, they wrote that book where it was set during the beginnings of a new hope. Yep. But, uh, and, and they encountered those characters in very tangential ways. And so it wasn't a direct Mm -hmm. way, but like you knew where you were within the movie eventually as you went through the book and they could totally do that with a TV show where, you know, like you, even a live action TV show where you, um, interact in, uh, ancillary and, um, maybe like from a distance, interact with Leia, Luke, mm-hmm. Han. Maybe they fill in some of the gaps with Luke's Luke beginning the the um, Jedi school, that type of thing. Right. I mean, and, and that would be. Hey, we're all sending our kids off to the Jedi school. <laughs> Get on the school bus. You know, it's just a uh, it's an little imperial, Kylo Ren. It's an imperial cruiser. Just they're getting on it. Oh, um, but yeah, dude, I, uh, I'm totally in for, for all of that. And, a yellow, uh, a yellow star destroyer. Yeah, it's literally painted yellow. That's awesome. <laughs> With a giant stop sign. Yeah, it's got a stop sign that comes out while they're in hyper, hyperspace, you know, <laughs> we're coming out of hyperspace. The stop sign oh comes out. It's awesome. Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm totally, totally down for all that. We totally, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I, my my worry with the TV shows is whenever they start spinning up TV shows like that, a lot of times it takes a long time for them to come out um, if they're like uh, animated. Um, 
Yeah, well, the thing is, I mean, we don't know. So, I mean, this was, what, a year and a half ago at this point, Filoni said he's working on something. Right, So right. he could have been working on one of those for this entire time. Potentially, and if anybody's got the resources to have, like, multiple teams kind of working, spinning up, spinning down, whatever, mm-hmm. um, it would be it would be Disney. You know, yeah. and I think even with... Uh, whenever there's the Clone Wars gap, like whenever Clone Wars ended and then this began, well, this, it was basically like kind of a hard stop. Like oh, they put a hard stop on Clone Wars and we're like, stop working on this, work on something new. And that's why that potentially took a while to spin up. When so. did they say they're launching the, they, they gave a date for when they're launching the, the streaming service. I don't for a second think they're going to launch that streaming service with without these shows. Like, I think they're going to have, like they'll at the same time they move all the, the movies over there, Pixar, Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, like that's that alone I don't think is enough to get people to um, subscribe unless you just have like kids who just watch those movies constantly. Um, I think these shows are what's going to get people like you and me right. to subscribe. They say fall 2019. So I, I, mean, I totally think both those shows will be rocking and ready to go by then. So a year and a half from now. Yeah. Interesting. That's still a decent chunk of time after Rebels will end. Otherwise, like, for instance, I don't have a reason to subscribe otherwise, other than to just make my um, my library bigger. Yeah, you know, or if you're of, like, oh, man, movies. I want to watch X movie and it's and on then, there, yeah. then you then you grab it for, like, the month or whatever. Right. Um, which is what people, you know, can do with Cloverfield or whatever. But right? to me, like, whenever they say this is – and this is what I think about two series. When they say two, two series – I wonder. I wonder how they'll do it. If they'll take the Netflix approach or they'll take the Hulu approach. You know, like releasing every week versus dropping them all at once. You know, what's really funny is like uh, Netflix even has started doing some things where they're dropping they things have. like even yeah, with yeah. like the David Letterman show or uh-huh. whatever that's on there. Like they're dropping that one month at a time. Like where yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, the next one doesn't come out until next month. So yeah. um, they are spacing things out a little bit more to try to get people to maybe retain mm-hmm. more uh, month to month. Yeah, I mean, I, and I could also like uh, I could see the the service dropping with like okay here's the one show okay and then like maybe six months later here's the next show season one yeah and then here's season two of the first one again i don't know you know like alternate alternate or something like just to, so there's something year round that you're coming back for quite that's possibly the, that's the key about netflix is like there are new Netflix originals every month, man. Well, and you notice like they'll do things genre wise where it's like, yeah. oh man, there's a, like every single month it seems like something new sci fi comes out. And because yep. I like, like sci fi, it or markets anime. that to me or yeah. whatever, where it's like, oh, here's this other, you know, it's coming soon. Here's this new sci fi right. thing. I see you just watched this other sci fi thing we yeah. have. And so it's like it's constantly teasing like the sci fi fan or the anime fan or the yeah. whatever just to stick around in the next month. Yeah. It's all interesting, man, and I like. I'm looking forward to it. I just realized the funny thing about Hulu and the Netflix thing. Hulu dropped like three episodes of uh, of of their uh, Marvel Runaways show at once, and then went to the weekly thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, here's mm-hmm. let's let's let you binge let's a little you. bit, yeah, and then we're gonna like space it out. So over and the next two months, and that's the thing. Like, I I mean, I and it's it's a it's definitely interesting because my behavior on streaming services like that is I just want to binge them. It, yeah. it frustrates the heck out of me whenever I get to the end of a season in, in Hulu and it's like, well, that's not all of them. I'm like, oh, gosh, I almost don't even want to start the th- season unless it's all there. Yeah. I mean, and that's – I would imagine for them, like, they see that data and they see that as a problem, you know? Yeah. But then they also are like, well, well, Hulu relies a lot more on, like, these are shows that are streaming right now on yeah. 
TV yeah, with their deals with like Fox and their yeah. deals with you know so that way the you know CBS like CBS a couple of years ago whatever they stopped putting their stuff on Hulu and started exclusively like putting it on their right. own app and so now they have a pay for app if you want to like subscribe to their thing um, and they're creating like exclusive content for that app now right um, and it's like some yeah. of it's really good but yeah, so then, I, well so I I um I was thinking the other day. I'm like, I need to subscribe to that so I can watch Star Trek, like the latest series. But I've kind of discovery. Waiting, yeah, I've kind of been waiting for the whole first season to be done so I can mm-hmm. binge it. Like that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. While you're in that, <laughs> the uh, the good fight is uh, is like a spinoff of the Good Wife, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's really good and it's in there too. So nice. it's so if you like your uh, courtroom kind of courtroom pr- cool. procedural like, lawyer drama show, I think it's in I'm, there too. I'm more into uh, to CBS's. Uh, um, cop shows like SWAT is the new one. I really want to go back and watch. Is that all based of. on the old uh, what what movie was that? Or there's a TV show and then it was a movie. Yeah, SWAT. Oh man, yeah. and now it's another TV show. I so I'm, what's wrong with that? Though? I, no, I'm I'm just yeah. laughing because like I there's nothing wrong with that. I I I just have I'm the opposite. Like I'm like not into those shows, but I'm into like the lawyer <laughs> shows or into the yeah. whatever you know. So yeah, the crime shows never like it takes a lot for a crime show to grab me. What about Law and Order? Still, yeah, I mean, I have never, I've. But that has the lawyer part in it, so it does. But like, I, I also like. It depends on what it is too, because like the, uh, if it goes like those don't go enough, like into like the, um, they don't carry over enough from episode to episode. They're too like like where you watch one episode and it's very much the same as the next episode. Like they're very structural, where it's like oh, I yeah, can predict what's that's, happening. That's, that's the way they were. Well, you can't predict what's happening. Well, not not maybe all the way, but you can be like, oh, here's where they uh, they catch the person. Well, yeah, they always do it thirty minutes in. Exactly. It's, that's fine though. I just want to <laughs> see. I want to see how it happens. Sometimes they don't catch them. Sometimes it's uh, they still they don't know really know who caught him. Who, mm. who killed the person? Mm. Sometimes they get off. Sometimes they get away. Sometimes you buy them off. Sometimes they get killed in prison. Those are all all incredibly uh, crazy options, Chris. Yeah. Now we are way off topic from uh, yep. from what we were talking so, about. So Han Solo, <laughs> excited about it. More excited now. Are you going to watch ever. any more trailers? Uh, yeah, I probably will. For this one, yeah, you don't care. I I don't know know if I care about being spoiled on this one. Okay. Um, whereas like. I don't know that I cared much about being spoiled on Rogue One either. Okay. I think it's because like it's not the like you know this line. isn't new territory that we're treading. It's like this is yeah. all stuff that's background for characters and like situations that we already know. I mean, I kind of wish we hadn't seen the big uh, sea squid or space squid. I agree with that. Like that, and then like. So I will say this: if if they do the Kessel Run, that's probably it. I don't think that's it. No, the Kessel Run, they're going to have to do real fast, dude. I don't know, that man. That didn't look fast. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. I do. Okay, I will say this. Also, the sound design in this, incredible. What do you think? The, Those crazy uh, rhythms, like they're hitting with the switches and stuff like yeah. that. And then the... Like, I haven't heard anything like that. The the guitar kind of just oh, yeah. spinning it's, up. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a techno kind of sound in Star Wars yep. movie. Reminds me of like some like Bear McCreary kind of style stuff. True. Which is awesome. I love Bear McCreary. Bear McCreary did the music for uh, Cloverfield Paradox. Ooh, nice. That makes me excited about it. What do you think the chances are Boba Fett shows up in this? (laughs) 100%. No, uh, I'm not sure, dude. (laughs) If I were a betting person, 
I would probably put the odds at about mm, 60, 40 that he shows up. And lead, 40 leading. he doesn't? Yeah, 40 he doesn't. Man, I think it's probably more like 80% he shows up. You think? Yes. That much? I think he's going to show up. So I think he's going to be a tease at the end for sure ooh, as the next baddie. Ooh, yeah, that makes sense. Or like, hey, we need to, like, maybe he's like. Or maybe he, they're friends. My thought maybe is. he saves Han. Oh, man. My thought is maybe. And then you're like, how did they fall apart? Maybe it's a situation where he, like, kind of comes in and then leaves and then, like, maybe has an intriguing type of a thing that we open there. And it's like the next uh, anthology movie is a Boba Fett movie. I would have. Oh. I wouldn't like that. I would. I would have loved if Boba Fett had been like the uh, the villain of this movie. But who is the villain of this movie? We don't know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It could be Boba Fett. It could be Boba Fett. I just want to, you know, the uh, the Empire. That's the yeah. Isn't it always? <laughs> <laughs> it's the Empire, the First Order. It's all the same, Chris. Oh my gosh. Just kind of don't like the First Order now. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just going to think about that recently, too. That like, might be eh, a topic for another time. Dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I sure took out the the uh, the New Republic pretty easy. I mean, the New... I, yeah. That's a diff- topic for a different time, I think. They need to fill some gaps there. We will uh, We will have to have to dive into into that. We need Probably. George Lucas to come back and uh, do uh, pull a Clone Wars on us and uh, have this big old political space movie so we can figure out what happened between six and seven. Yeah, I mean, occasionally I have like been like, what What would George do in this instance? And then I think probably midi chlorians. <laughs> and Jar Jar Binks. Oh man! Oh, uh, you were just watching some Duel of the Fates, uh, like warm, like practice stuff with uh, Ian McGregor. Mm-hmm. Fantastic! That fantastic. Duel of Fates is fantastic. That's one of my favorite lightsaber, favorite lightsaber battle. That one. I think you're mine too. Like I think it, like it, the, it was the, close for a while with Luke and uh, like in the in the Return uh, or. Uh, yeah, Return of the Return Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yeah. Um, I was getting that in Revenge. I was getting the Revenge of the Jedi <laughs> kind of in there. But no, Return of the Jedi, like that with him and uh, and Vader there is really, uh, is pretty pretty intense as well. But totally way better. The, yeah. Uh, There's Google a pretty, Fates. I mean, the one, in, the one in episode three is longer and more epic, I think, um, in terms of like the scope of it and what happens. Um, but in terms of sheer enjoyment yeah episode one takes the cake i think also in terms of like drama like as far as like i don't know because you have to you know it's it's this is anakin obi-wan fighting each other finally showdown true but who's the the better jedi at the same time like we introduce essentially introduce darth maul in the duel of fates at the beginning of it yeah, I'm not. Well, I mean, we don't introduce him. I mean, but like, I mean, but you have you like get to you discover like this layer of him where he has the dual lightsabers, and like just that one reveal is like so meaningful. Yeah, I'm, to I'm his saying character. I'm saying that one's the better lightsaber fight, right? But I'm saying in terms of like the weight of it, I think the one in Episode Three. Yeah, you're probably yeah you're right because the uh, the way that th- these two characters, especially when you take into account the entire Clone Wars series, right. Yep, training. There's so much behind those lightsabers. Yeah. So much history. Yes. That's it for this week. 
Next week, we are reviewing Black Panther. Dude, I'm so pumped. We need to buy our tickets. We need to buy our tickets. It's supposedly like one of the most, like, the I think it's the highest pre-ordered superhero movie on Fandango, as well as at, like, AMC Theaters. Or yeah, something. that's insane. Um, so we will be talking about that next week. So stay tuned for that. I'm pumped. So excited. Um, it's interesting. It's going to be... I, the thing I'm most curious about is this is the movie leading into Avengers. Seems like a weird one to lead into Avengers. But. I mean, t- it, uh, honestly, like, what would you rather, though? Like, I feel like they're just going to have to have, like, have I feel like to have Ragnarok kind of ended in a way that, like, you know what I mean? Well, it's like, sort that of led like, into it. Yeah, definitely, like, had an element and of set that. Up some things. But I also think this could as well, because, like, at the. Maybe. I mean, there's. Well, it looks like Wakanda's in the trailer for. Um, yeah, like exactly. That's what so, I'm saying. Like, it seems like there's an entire half of the uh, the Avengers that end up in Wakanda, hmm. and uh, yeah, and so we true. have two teams of Avengers basically in two different locations. One is in like New York, it looks like, and one is in Wakanda, and so that's where I would go to take over the world, the jungle. Theory. One well, of the Infinity Stones well, is in Wakanda, yeah, and like that's why everyone's there. Agreed. Of course. Yes. Totally. And then one of them's in New York. And also, that's why everyone's there. Also, theory: by the end of the Avengers, Thanos is going to have all the Infinity Stones. Of course. And half of them are going to be dead. That's true. I would, I would, I would guess that that's true. That's uh, honestly. Like, did you see the uh, today? They had the uh, the ten year cast photo, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find us online at standtargetpodcast.com on Twitter at Chris two five zero and John Wright seven seven seven. And at San Target Pod, please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, subscribe to us, tell all your friends about us. That's right. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on Target. Target.